What's up, y'all? Have a seat. It's your favorite hour of the week with the facts over Axe Crew. And you hear my voice. I'm so elated. I'm so pumped. I'm so geek because we got a heck of a show for y'all today. I mean, it's so much going on in the sports world. It's so much that we got to leave some stuff in the sports world off. And it is hurting us to do. It really is. But we're going to get to that later. We're going we're gonna to get to that later. We got double errors. We got, we got Tom Brady balling. We got coaches' decisions. We got both of the Van Gundys finna get back into coaching. We, we got it all for you. So just stick with us and, and hear me out. Hear us out here. We got the money man, the man with the plan, Chris Allen in the building. I'm right here. We got the master of the mixing master, Josh Guyton in the building. That is I. And then you got the little old MC, that's me, Kenton Gibbs. Now, folks, we love getting started with primetime things, okay? And we know that baseball always has some of the worst ratings in America, but we got World Series action. We got double error action. We got the Dodgers selling, trying to give the underdog a shot action. If you didn't see it, just Google Game 4 double error and you watch it and tell us what you think. <laughs> well, I, I'm not even a baseball guy, and I'm excited to get started with baseball today. So, fellas, y'all are two baseball guys. Both of y'all play baseball for a favor in the day. Whose fault was the double error? It, it, it was both of them, man. So... In, in the World Series situation, outfield errors like that happen all the time where you bobble the ball and the guy from second score when he's not supposed to. And if, if he takes care of that play, we get to the next batter and we see what happens throughout the course of that game. But worst case scenario with him bobbling the ball is you go to extra innings. The Dodgers still had a fresh closer, so it's possible they could be up 3-1 right now. Throwing it down to the catcher, and um, I don't know why Will Smith was at it was at catcher. I I don't recall him being a Dodgers full time catcher, but right. I've been watching baseball since as long as I can form memories. I remember watching baseball. I remember the Tigers being so trash that my pops used to take me down to the stadium when he lost his job, and we used to go to Tigers games five days a week because they weren't even charging at the door. Oh my lord, the free ball! <laughs> so the free ball. Through out of the, the thousands of baseball games that I've watched, I've never seen the ball get down to a catcher. After the cutoff man threw a hell of a hell of a, a hell of a ball to get it to him. Absolutely. Smacking Absolutely. the ball wonderful. into the dugout or whatever the hell he smacked it to the point where a, another person scored. And and it, it's on both of them equally. Even though like the, the catcher caused him to lose the game, Cody Bellinger in center field won a gold glove last year. Mm-hmm. If you're in a game 52 of the season and you playing against uh, Arizona and it don't really matter, that's fine. But you're in game four of the World Series. B- b- blunders like that from a player of that caliber is not allowed. There's only two teams left at this point. You you can't have that. <laughs> right. I, I get it. I get it. Chris, talk to me, man, because you, you don't want to play baseball on the highest level out of all of us here. Talk to me. What's, who was listen, that for? Listen, 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 listen. You failed to break up, guy. And not your fault, because I know you thought it. But you got Kershaw pitching tonight. You win that game. I don't care what it, you got to do. You got to gotta sell bone marrow, you win that game. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't care what you do. You got your best pitcher, the best pitcher in the league at that. You got him pitching the next game. You do whatever you have to do to win that game. I don't care. I don't care what you do to win that game. But for my, for my output, okay. So if, you, if we look, take a deep dive into this analytically. So mm-hmm. when when they have a blooper in the uh, outfield, it's the it's the job of the outfielder to field it cleanly for one because it's a blooper. So it's going to bounce, take a funny bounce sometimes on the grass. Right. So and 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 I don't know. I'm not sure, I, and I apologize to the audience. I'm not sure if they're playing on turf because this is a field they created, or if they're playing on grass. So if it's turf, you have to even. It's even more of a chance that the ball's gonna do something crazy when it hit the ground because so turf you gotta is not that ball down. Yeah, yeah you have down. to. You, I, I know you gotta take it back to little league. You might have to put that one knee down and make sure you get that ball on the turf because I played on a lot of turf field at Adrian College. It was some turf field and turf is just really unpredictable. Garbage. The ball, the, the ball <laughs> will roll. It will roll to the parking lot literally anywhere. Hate it like playing on turf. Man, you you so turf fields for one. So second thing, you feel the clean. First thing, you feel the clean. Second thing. 
you decide where you're going with the ball before you field it. So before the pitch is even thrown, you supposed to know where you're going with that ball. My opinion, you rush and get that blooper, you field it clean, and you gun it straight to the plate. Not only did he bobble it, he hit the relay, man. Why, why are you hitting the relay, man? It was a blooper. I can make that throw from right mid, mid right center, right, just like probably twenty steps off off the infield. I can make that throw from there to the plate. I guarantee you. And for him to hit the relay, man, that's his time. Okay, now take number three on that. Hit the relay, man. Instead, instead of hitting the relay, man, that's two. You go to the plate. Three. Even if you do hit the relay, man. Relay man, he wasn't even nowhere near the plate. What are you rushing for? <laughs> why, why are you rushing to throw the ball to the catcher when the y'all saw how far the the, the runner was coming around third? He was right. nowhere near home. Like he wasn't even intending no, to go home. No, no. Oh, no he, he, he was on he his was way back in, to third. He was stuck he was in on, no man's land going back to third. That's where he, he was. was on his way back to third. So okay, that's point three. So the relay man is supposed to decide if you're gonna run at. The, the, the thing about baseball, when it's somebody stuck in no man's land, you run at them. You don't throw the ball either way because something like what happened, happened. So you run at them and see what they're going to do. Then you throw the ball to, to make sure you get them committed one way. He was on his way back to third. Therefore, I wouldn't pickle that because that's the game-winning run. You don't you don't put that runner in the pickle. You just make him go back to third, and you get the ball back to the pitcher. And mind you, was it? Well, I don't know how many outs was it. Was it two outs? I think it was two outs. Yeah, I'm fairly yeah. certain it was two outs. Yeah, yeah, it was two outs. Yeah, it was two outs. So that's even yep, even. It dumber. was definitely but, two outs. Yeah. Okay, and the last point, catcher. Why are you rushing to field that ball? You 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 of all people sees where all the runners are. You of all people. Why are you rushing? And why are you swiping like he's about to swipe? Sweet you know boy he swept the plate like you the fans did. <laughs> you catch you that ball that and you run at him. You 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 catch that ball if they throw it and you run at them. Hey, you big dog. Big dog swept that plate like mom's coming home and you forgot to take the meat out the fridge, so you got to make sure the house extra clean. Bro was sweeping the hell out that plate. Oh, like, like, like you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't do that. You just you catch the ball oh, and, you, and you run at the runner. If the runner, if the runner commits, then you tag him. If he don't, you throw it back to third. And I mean, like I said, I wouldn't personally put him in a pickle, but I mean, these are players in the MLB, so I mean. They, they trust their teammates more. I never really did trust my teammates in a pick when a runner was coming from third to home. So I, I always just ran them back if I couldn't get them for sure out. But my whole thing on it is just like, I, I don't even know what to say. A double error to lose the game is just. Yeah, that's, 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 that's mind blowing. That's mind blowing. That's mind blowing. When you got Kershaw. You know how I many people in Vegas probably lost so much money on that game? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Oh my! It, it's somebody. It's somebody out on Will Smith's head right now. It's somebody on his head right now. All right, they so, don't even so go watch me. Fresh Prince no more after that. So, <laughs> <laughs> so tell me this. So tell me this. Were were those hitters eight and nine? Did I? Is, am I? Yeah. yeah okay. Okay. Yeah. So the first two hitters of the inning were eight and nine. Okay. So eight and nine were the ones who that were, were on first. base. They were the yeah. two that were on base. Wait, no, eight so, was on base, nine wasn't on base, one was on base. So nine got, I think he grounded out. Okay, so like. nine ground. So it was eight and one, and then two popped it up. Okay, all right, all right. Because I was about to say, if the if the pitcher allowed both eight and nine to get on, he's in the George Hill spot where he's not going to catch heat, but he deserves <laughs> a little heat. But okay, all right, all right. You know, I, I'm i not as big of a baseball guy as either one of y'all. I, I'll be the first to tell y'all that. But a double error... In the World Series. I mean, first of all, in, in all my years of hearing about sports, period, right? I've watched the not top plays every Friday on Sports Center and all that. I've watched them almost every Friday that I've been alive that they've had them. I've watched them. I've never seen a double error in the majors, period. Like, I've never seen that, period. But I mean, good grief. This is just. Hey, 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 I go just like Guyton, they can go to games for free. I go so far back in baseball, not not knocking Guyton. They used to let you on the field for free. <laughs> let you let you come oh, on the field Lord. for free. And then at the end of the game, you go back on the field to run the bases. That's a little kid. You remember that oh, guy? Yeah. So 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 tell me this. So tell me this. Tell me this. I'ma take this all the way back. Forty, some 40, 35, 40 years ago. Is this worse than the Bill Buckner era? Yes. 
Mm, absolutely. Okay. I, I, I say that only because it happens pretty frequently in baseball. It was just a big deal because that was the year that that the Red Sox was supposed to break the curse. So that's the only reason we look at it as a big deal. But as far as first baseman, like thinking of tagging a base before actually securing a ball, that happens pretty frequently in baseball. It was right. just the levity of the situation to where to where we make such a big deal about it because the 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 curse surrounding the Red Sox. But if the Dodgers going to lose this series, this is way bigger. Because this is something that you you don't see a, you don't see a catcher throw the ball <laughs> trying to try to swipe the plate. This is worse because you have like I said, you got Clayton pitching today. So I mean, yeah, you pretty much um you don't want to guarantee anything in baseball because baseball one of the sports anything can happen. But you can almost guarantee that they're gonna win tonight with with Clayton pitching. So, but here's here's my thing, right? So, the the Bill Buckner situation happened in 1986, and and many people thought that that was supposed to be the Red Sox year. Everybody thought like that was the year, like they're they're you know it's time for them to go ahead and and do their job, clean up against the Mets. This is their year. This out is gonna be the one, and boom. It drops. It drops. The only reason that I the only reason I feel like this one is is exponentially worse. It was more people involved. That, that's what did it for me. Like with Bill Buckner, that was one man making one mistake that ended up being the killer. And this one, like, I don't even having you to un- explain to me the dynamics and the intricacies of what went wrong here. I have a newfound respect for baseball because I'm like, wait, he wasn't supposed to throw it to the relay guy. Seemed like a good throw to me. Like, <laughs> not not from that shallow. Not from that shallow. Yeah, man. like like yeah, yeah. it's a thing. it's a good I, throw if you don't know where to go with the ball. But that's why my first point was know where you going with the ball. The relay and, man is there for for a warning track shot that late in the game, man. Right, I, right, right. I get that. I, and I've seen I've seen like the ridiculous arms of some guys. They don't even like it is a warning track shot, and they don't even use the relay guy. They just like ah, I'm gonna I'm do this, and they do it right. I've, I've seen that, and I'm like, wow, that's an amazing play. But like to know now, he was not supposed to make that throw. Wow. And also, I mean, like I said, it's just too many moving pieces involved because this took. A multiple blunder effort. This took a multiple blunder effort. You know? And God rest his soul. This will all that will always be what Bill Buckner is known for. That will always be what he's known for. Unfortunately, I mean, uh, well, rather fortunately for Bellinger, he's got some gold gloves. He's got many more all-stars. He's he he made like people would, would be surprised. But it wouldn't be like the craziest thing in the world if he won a uh, or if he was in an MVP race because he's I been mean, there already. Bill Buckner was pretty, pretty. I mean, that's what he's remembered for. But Bill Buckner was pretty decent. Um, you know what I'm saying? As far as a career, as far as his career goes, he batted down oh, here sure. 300. For sure. Bill Buckner was definitely. And that's why I say Bill Buckner had a good career. But he he didn't have the type of career where like. Right. This will be a ding, but this won't be all that matters. Plus, baseball was bigger at that time in America. So it was like, it was a ding, but it wasn't like a, yeah, this is this is you. Now. I mean, th- that's not what it's going to be. For, that's what it's going to be for Cody Bellinger. For him, it was like, yep, this is you. This is you now. Congratulations. Right. It's just, wow. That's tough. That's tough. And, and since we're speaking of blunders, we're going to move on to the biggest blunder in the most popular sport in America, football. <laughs> the biggest blunder has to be NFC the NFC East. And I want to I want to propose one question y'all real quick here. Is there a single division in all of pro sports that's as bad as the NFC East? Before y'all answer that, let me read off these uh let me read off these here records, okay? The Philadelphia Eagles are leading the division at a whopping 2-4 and 1. The Washington football team moved up in the rankings, took a took a stronghold of second place with the tiebreak over the Dallas Cowboys at two and five. America's team. Boy, what a time to be called America's team. 2020. <laughs> what a time. But anyway, America's team, the Dallas Cowboys, two 
and five after losing their franchise quarterback, Dak Prescott, even though they keep franchise tagging him, but that's another story for another time. Two and five. And the listless Giants, the New York football Giants, only two games out of first place at a lowly one and six. <laughs> now, I I know, I know that a lot of people are thinking, oh, why does everybody keep piling on? The NFC East can't be this bad. Between four teams through week seven, because all of them have played their week seven game now, the conference has seven wins. Seven wins. Through week seven, the conference as a whole has seven wins. <laughs> so... <clears throat> Talk to me, fellas. Talk to me. Is there a single division in all of pro sports that's as bad? Um, the only thing that comes to mind is immediately I thought of the central division in the NBA. But they, they uh, in Indiana is kind of keeping that division alive right now. So, it, I mean, it, it, nah, it's nice. And the Bucks. And yeah, the you're Bucks. right. You're right. You're right. I forget about Milwaukee. No, nah, man, they got seven wins through week seven now. Nah. It's not even. I can't even think of any other division that's remotely as bad. Chris, is this is this the worst division? Is this it? Is this the worst division in all the pro sports? I, I used to always think. I, I used to always think this was the worst division. Which I mean, it wasn't the worst division, but if you look back at the last just five years, matter of fact, let's look at last year. The Eagles won the division last year, right? Yes. Yes, sir. I believe they were eight and eight, weren't they, or were they nine and seven? I believe they were eight and eight. Yeah, that like just that alone just shows that's just how bad the division really is. You know what I'm saying? Like that alone right there just to me shows how bad the division is. Like an eight and eight team. Because if that was the case, the Lions would have a lot more playoff appearances. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, absolutely, absolutely. But, oh, I'm I sorry. Mean, they were nine and seven. They were nine and nine seven. And they seven. beat the okay. Cowboys last game of the year to get over the. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I thought they were doing it. Oh yeah, 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 for sure, yeah, for sure. Yeah, man. Like, and when you have the Giants who had aging Eli Manning and the Washington Football Team, who I mean, let's be honest, they haven't been relevant in ever. Have they ever really been that relevant? Like, I mean, you would have to go back to the days of uh, either Doug Williams in the 80s being the first black quarterback to ever win a Super Bowl or John Riggins or uh, Art Monk in the Fun Bunch. <laughs> right. That's – that's that, or the Smurfs. I'm sorry. They weren't the Fun Bunch. They were the Smurfs because all the receivers were under 5'10". So that that's the last time they've been relevant. Since Joe Thompson snapped that leg, that, that pretty much snapped a uh, franchise. Yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, so, uh, now wait, RG3 had him rolling good. You know, he had that one rookie he season. He played like three games. He After after that rookie season, yes. after Absolutely, absolutely. I'm, listen, I'm trying to help out the NFC East here. Jesus Christ, okay? Let me let me give them a little life, a little juice. Gibbs, it's over, man. That, that division, the sad part is somebody got to come out of this division. <laughs> like, that's the somebody sad part of it. Somebody. somebody has to come out of this division. <laughs> so so we we're all in a consensus. This is the worst division in sports right now. In all of sports. In all of professional sports. This is the worst division in all of professional sports. So let me ask this follow-up question. Like Chris said, somebody has to come out. Chris, I know you're a betting man. Josh, not so much. But who do you have if you had to bet the house on it? Who do you have? Uh-uh-uh. Go, go go ahead. <laughs> I don't pick. If I had, if like you put a gun to my head and made me bet one of these teams, I'm gonna have to go to Eagles. Like I just, I, like and and the Eagles is just the Eagles, so it's like mm-hmm. I don't know. You, they just they the most team that had the most success the last five years, so I'm gonna right. have to go to Eagles. Right. Okay. Okay. Josh, who you going with, man? I'm gonna have to go with the Eagles. I think uh, Washington still has a, has a chance. Washington is one of those weird teams where they could pull out a couple of games and end up winning the division, going seven and nine, eight and eight. Well, you, but you might you might be able to win this division going five and eleven. Very seriously, very seriously. If the win right now, they're on pace for the winner to win about five, maybe six games. <laughs> 
Yeah, like, I, I, but I think um, <laughs> I think with that that tie that the Eagles have right now was is what's going to end up setting them apart. And, and you know what's crazy to me, the Giants and uh, Washington football team, they both all of their wins so far. Let me make sure I got this correct. Let me let me check the stats to make sure. Let me take the data to make sure. All of their wins so far have come. In the conference, in the conference, the football team, watch the football team beat the Eagles week one, um, and they beat the Cowboys this Sunday. The Giants beat the football team, I'm pretty sure. Yep, the Giants beat the football team last Sunday. Uh, the Cowboys... Do they have any wins outside the conference? Oh, my Lord. <laughs> I think they've only beat each other. Wait a minute. This is this is miraculous. Oh my god. And that's only cause somebody gotta win. <laughs> oh wait. Okay, so the Cowboys have a win outside the division. The, the Cowboys beat the Falcons. The one win Falcons, who were came back on by the Mighty Lions today. So yeah, there's that. But yeah, the, the Eagles, they're two wins. Oh nope, the Eagles got a win against somebody outside the conference. So I guess I guess those are the two teams that are contenders, quote unquote. Out of this guy. But seriously though, um this this conference has not had a back to back winner in the last six or seven years. I think they'll get their first one this year. Uh this is I think that the NFC East this year literally comes down to which franchise is the least horrid. And and I said I didn't say team on purpose, because the team is exclusive to the players and the coach. Uh, this one goes down to which franchise is the least horrid. If you look at the Giants, the Giants have been a blunder from the GM down for years now. For years. Drafting Daniel Jones that high was a clear sign of what this team was go- what was going to happen to this team. Like that's just and, and, that. I'm going to be honest with you give. I had the Giants winning if Saquon is healthy. I had to win it, to be honest with you. Here's the thing. If Saquon was healthy, they would probably be the best team in the division. That's just what I'm saying. I had to yeah. win it. I have no faith in the Cowboys. You couldn't make me bet on Cowboys with a gun to my head. I have oh, no faith so, in the Cowboys. So, so wait a minute now. You've got you've got the you got the uh, Giants drafting Daniel Jones that high, getting a coach off of the Patriots coaching tree, which we all know is the worst in the NFL right now. There is not a single legend whose coaching tree is performing <laughs> worse than Bill Belichick's. I don't know what they're doing in New England. That, that for whatever reason the coaches can't win when they leave, but interesting. Then you've got the Washington football team. Washington will not see, they will not see success for what they have done to Dwayne Haskins, for the environment that they allowed to have those cheerleaders terrified and telling the stories that they told to the Washington press, and for taking so long to change that damn name. The Washington football team, yep, you will know no success. Dwayne Haskins, so that's going to be the name next year too. Dwayne Haskins got a a, a steely from Color Purple. Till you do right by me, everything <laughs> you do. He got one of those going on with the, because when they drafted him, they did not. They drafted him in the top ten. Did not give him any reps with the ones coming in the camp. Hmm. Why would you do that? Like even Justin Herbert this year, everybody said Justin Herbert's a project. He's going to take some years. Yeah. Justin Herbert got some reps with the ones. That that wasn't just Tyrod Taylor's show to the point where it was like, oh yeah, Justin Herbert is here, but I mean, not really. Whatever. Right. And the Washington football team didn't even have anybody to justify burying Dwayne Haskins on the bench. They didn't have anybody. What What did Mark Rippian do? Oh, not Mark Rippian. I'm sorry. Who Who is the quarterback for the Washington? I can't even remember. That should tell you something. That should tell you something right there. And then we've got the Cowboys. The Cowboys will also not see success. And to, I've already said what the Cowboys got to do. They got Mike McCarthy thinking he was going to be good. Aaron Rodgers told y'all about Mike McCarthy. He told y'all. When people, t- I always say Aaron Rodgers is the best natural thrower of the football I've ever seen in my life. He is the best quarterback that I have ever seen in my life, talent wise. I haven't seen anything like him. Until Pat Mahomes came along. I had not seen anything like him. The ability to move in and outside the pocket. The ability to run. The ability to throw the ball like it's nothing. 
60 yards on a flick of the wrist like it's nothing. Never seen it anywhere else. But with him. And everybody talks about they only got one Super Bowl out of it. Duh. That was because of Mike McCarthy. Right. You see what he's done these last couple of years with Matt LaFleur. An unproven nobody coming in as head coach. He's been great. He's been excellent. And now we get up to the division leading Eagles. Whew. Boy. This team is bad because of injuries. And they've been, they've, I said this about NC State earlier uh, on Twitter, and I'll say it about the Eagles as well. They don't have an injury bug. They have an injury swarm of locusts that are <laughs> descending upon their team to rip them apart bit by bit. But at the end of the day, with injuries, the team going to get healthy eventually. The team is going to get healthy eventually. The Cowboys injury to Dak, mm, he's done. He's done. Y'all will see him again next year, maybe. Maybe. I mean, no guarantees. So, you know, that's that's that on that. And that's... Oof. Well, I got something I might say the NFC East. Oh, tell me about it. Tell me about it. The second wave of COVID-19. Oof. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> the twindemic calling in the twindemic. Oh Lord, that's that's tough. If they that's get tough. A, if they get a six month break, the Eagles might be all right. <laughs> that's tough. That's tough. Okay, it, you know I'm a, the Eagles gonna end up like the Portland Trailblazers after that second break. They just come out and start streaking. <laughs> <laughs> they just come out and start streaking like, hey, there we go. Hey, they ain't gonna put now. up 60, 50, 60. Uh, I, Hey, whooping the wheels off the rest of the NFC. How are they averaging 60 points a game? Hey, we got our guys back. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> we got our guys back. What can we say? You know what I mean? So, but, but, okay. So we're gonna move on from the horrible NFC East. And, I, and, and in the NFC East, and, and with particularly last place Joe Judge, we talked about nobody leaving New England and having success. Well, Tom Terrific, Tom Brady, may be proving us wrong. Tom Brady today, Tom Brady today, went off. He went off. There's no no way around it. Got to get a man his props. Tom Brady went off for, uh, I want to say, about 350 plus and five touchdowns today. So, fellas, is this proof? Is this proof that, you know what? Oh, and, and for the first time in a while, the Patriots are struggling. They've lost three games in a row for the first time since 2002. So tell me this. Is this proof that, hey, he went, Tom Brady went off for 369 and five touchdowns on 33 or 45, by the way. But anyway, is this proof that Tom Brady was the secret sauce in New England? Or is this just a one-off by either team? Um, no, so I think I think it's a mix of the two. So <clears throat> I don't think that Tom Brady was necessarily the secret sauce. I feel like when it came to him and uh Belichick, they 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 kind of needed each other. So it's like a um I look at this as kind of like a Tim Duncan Popovich situation. Like I think that Tom Brady is uh somewhat a better player than Belichick is a coach. But they work for each other. I don't think we see Tim Duncan win multiple championships without Pop. I don't it, like we see now. I don't see Pop winning fifty win season after fifty win season without Duncan. So I think that we're going to see Tom Brady excel still because he's a great quarterback. But he's not going to see that same level of success without Belichick. And we might see Belichick maybe slide into a wild card slide or something with the team he has now. But he's not going to be winning World Series at the World Series without Tom Brady either. Right. Right. Chris, what you thinking, man? What you thinking? Hey, man, I I was a Tom Brady hater. I'm not gonna lie to you. I, man, I I really thought Tom Brady was gonna be the year that Tom Brady just falls off the map. I really stopped worrying about Tom Brady. I really started saying Tom Brady throwing as many picks as he throwing TDs this year. I said that for the season start. But Tom Brady, I, I don't know what it is. I don't know what water he drinking. He he he. I, I don't get it. And the thing is, he making New England's coaching staff look even worse. Because <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't that we questioned Belichick. We just questioned every time a coach leaves Belichick. What what goes on? Did they forget everything Belichick taught him? But nah, it's looking like Belichick just had Brady. So I mean, hey, I don't know. I don't know. 
So, I, and I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this, right? First of all, although I, everybody knows my stance on Tom Brady. Not a big fan. Not a big fan. I, not going to lie to you. Not going to lie to you, okay? However, I give credit where credit is due. And that's just, that's something I got to gotta live with, okay? So far in this season, Tom Brady has thrown for 1,375 yards, 12 touchdowns, and four interceptions. Now, let, let's get this out the way first. Before today, it was seven touchdowns to four interceptions, but the Chargers defense without Derwin James, hey, you get what you get. You get what you get. The one-win Chargers are one win for a reason, but can't take it away from the man. 12 touchdowns, four interceptions. However, I agree with Guyton. It's a mix of both. It's a mix of both. And I'll, I'll say this. While Tom Brady was not the secret sauce in New England, New England needs something right now. They, they have let their roster fall to a level of like decay that is out of control. And even if we're talking about blaming Cam, Cam missed the last two weeks because of COVID. We don't even know if he's fully recovered. But even right. if he is, even if he is, this roster top to bottom it's nothing special. They're no, not. He don't special. have the weapons Brady had. He don't have the weapons Brady had. He doesn't have the weapons Brady had, and that defense lost pieces from last year, lost pieces from two years ago. So, while I do believe Jamie Collins was the only linebacker, only player, I'm sorry, not linebacker, only player in the league, seven sacks and three interceptions. Now I know that those seem like very empty stats to some people. But when you realize what that means in terms of versatility with both rushing the passer and dropping in coverage, Jamie Collins now for the Detroit Lions is one of the highest ranked linebackers in pass coverage in the league. So Bill Belichick, I, I believe, started to feel himself a little too much. He started to say, hey, we'll do whatever to save money and we'll be all right with that. A little too much. Because at the end of the day, he forgot. It's not about your X's and your O's at a certain point. It's your Larry's and your Joe's. Yeah. When New England had about even Larry's and Joe's with everybody else, Bill Belichick could scheme them up. He could strategy them up to win some games. Their Larry's and their Joe's are terrible. Their Larry's and their Joe's are terrible. They have three touchdown passes and 11 interceptions on the season. Their Larry's and Joe's are god-awful. So... And and to not to discredit Brady here, but just another thing that helps them out, they may be in the second worst division in all of football. You've got the Saints, who I'm sorry, but I haven't seen Drew Brees look good throwing the ball over 20 yards this year at all. The Panthers, new head coach, trying to redesign their team to fit what he wants to do and all that. Good for them. The Falcons. The Falcons lost to the Lions today. The Falcons are doing one of the most successful jobs in the NFL of, of uh, tanking. I'm sorry, but they're, they're doing a great job of tanking. They're doing a good job of it, okay? The only team I think is better at tanking is the Vikings because the Vikings, while nobody's paying attention, they've, they've slowly snuck out all their good players. They're slowly getting out all their good players. They're, oh, Everson, Everson Griffin, you want to go? Go ahead and free agency. We don't have any money for you. But we'll pay Yannick Ngakwe. Oh, Yannick Ngakwe, we're not going to win games? Go ahead. Get out of here. Go, You go somewhere. <laughs> you you go somewhere, man. Somebody could use you. They're, the Vikings are the only team doing a better job of taking it up. So, with that being said, I think that that makes it easier on Tom. But hats off to Tom, man. Hats off to Tom. He's been balling. He's been balling. And I, I truly believe that if – Bill Belichick decides to take enough time to rebuild the Patriots and actually spend some money, actually get really good players on both sides of the ball. They'll be all right. They'll be all right. But this this here is just woof. So speaking of coaches and, and how they do things and, and how coaches make or break a team, we're going to go to the NBA coaching carousel. 
Stan Van Gundy to the Pelicans. Talu to the Clippers. Steve Nash adds Amari Stoudemire to his staff. Fellas, what do y'all think of these moves? Guyton, we know you're a Pelicans fan now, man. You know the <laughs> Pelicans are your boys now. Just my young that, dogs over there, man. That, you know what I mean? We know that they, as, ever since they acquired all them Lakers, they've been your boys. So so tell me, how you feel about these moves, man? Um, So I look at this, I, I look at this uh, Van Gundy move as good as far as Hearing players talk about Van Gundy, I think it's good for the development of the young players. I don't really think that he's going to instill a winning culture in them or is going to necessarily be good for them to be a winning team long term. But I think just to understand the game of basketball more and come into their own, I think that Van Gundy is a good hire to get them to the next step. So if we see from now uh, the Pelicans, you know, making deep playoff runs and uh, five, six years, I don't think Van Gundy is going to be their coach when that happens or if that happens, but I think that he's going to uh, put a culture in place or teach those young dudes the right way to play basketball to help them to get to that next level with whoever that next coach may be or whatever that next step may be. Okay, I feel it. I feel it. What about Ty Lue to the Clippers? Uh, no difference to me. No difference to mm. me. It, I mean, if Ty Lue really made that big of a difference as far as a coach goes, then we wouldn't have seen the Lakers versus the Nuggets because wasn't Ty Lue an assistant? He was an assistant. Yeah, so, I mean, an assistant is definitely over there talking to players and telling players what to do. I mean, we it's just another – I look at Ty Lue as another person that we've seen in the NBA uh, grab LeBron's coattails and take it to another level of success that, like, he wouldn't have seen without him. I don't. I don't think – the Clippers with Doc Rivers is any different than the Clippers with Ty Lue. If Ty Lue was the coach this past year and what happened happened, we still would have seen them lose to Denver in seven. Okay, and Amari Stoudemire. What, did Steve Nash make a good hire? Is this some nepotism that's just like, yeah, whatever? Talk to me. I think it's a good hire because I don't see the Nets winning anything anyway. So I, I, I think it's just a matter of – um. A bunch of players, coaches that's in there, and they're going to let Kyrie and KD have their way, which is we're we're going to see some fun basketball over the course of the next few years. And I hope that this eventually turns into a job long term for Steve Nash and Amari, because I really like those guys. But I do think it's going to come down crashing hard in, in Brooklyn just because um, you I feel like you need some sort of. You need some sort of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Just like uh, authority when it comes to these coaching positions. And mm-hmm. KD and Kyrie like play with Steve Nash and and, and Amari. You know what I mean? So it, I, I yeah. can't really look yeah. at it from a standpoint. It's like they're getting their homies in there, bro. Like if you, if you, um, I don't know, if you got some job and your homie get promoted to manager, you not about to be listening to him when he be like, hey, you need to do this and go sweep up in the back. You be like, nigga, like... Hey, if you care about that check, if you care about that check, you're going to act right, okay? But, 8 billion people have fallen into poverty during this pandemic. So, hey, hey, if you care about uh, that check, you're going to listen to your homeboy. Man, if we talking about... Um, who, I don't By even the know way, who the, fallen is very odd word used for that, but that's just the headline somebody else wrote. I, I don't even know who who's on Brooklyn that I could use for an example, but KD and Kyrie ain't the ones that got to be worried about a check. KD and Kyrie in that situation about to do whatever the hell. They oh, that's facts. Do. That's facts. That's facts. Uh, good point. Good point. Chris, what you think of these coaching moves, man? Hey, uh, hey, and let me let me say this. Let me say this. Jeff Van Gundy is the leading candidate for your boys. So the Houston Rockets. Give, 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 not give, not give. You know, you know that wasn't in the rundown, and you had to bring that up. You had to. It came to mind. I ad lib. I ad lib all the time. I ad lib all the time. He hasn't. He hasn't. He hasn't got the position yet. And I've been praying, and I've been getting real comfortable with God. I read the Bible last Wednesday. And, and I didn't see no Jeff Van Gundy in the Bible, so 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 we don't have to. We don't have to. We don't have to. We don't have to say that right now until it's official. Hey, okay. bro, bro was on his knees talking about Lord. I come to you as humbly as I know how. Please, no Jeff. Please, listen, listen. Now back to the rundown. SVG. Stan Van Gundy to the Pelicans. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a win now move, in my opinion. It's not a win now move. Right. That that is a player development 
get our players in in the in the position to learn how to take that leap, and then we're gonna get rid of you, and we're gonna find somebody to take us to give us that leap. One I, good I, coach. I look at Stan Van Gundy as Mark Jackson Warriors kind of situation. Yeah, yeah, that, that's mm, exactly. Okay. And, and 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 y'all know, I know Gibbs gonna hate this. One coach that I really feel would fit the dang on Pelicans really really well. I honestly feel like Brad Stevens would fit that team wonderful. I, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you. Although I'm not a a Brad Stevens fan, I don't hate Brad Stevens, and I actually think that he would be good with that team. But I think the biggest team thing that that team needs is not with the coaching. They got to cut that minute restrictions off Zion, man. At some point in time, the boy got to play basketball. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I get yeah. it. It was his rookie year last year, so it's only one year. But sooner or later, got to cut it. But go ahead. Yeah, so that, that that's not a win now move. Um, as far sure. as Ty Lue to the Clippers, I mean, Ty Lue made a great impact in Cleveland when he first started, but I mean, you got LeBron James, and I don't see no LeBron James type player on the Clippers. Like, if I did, they would have been in the finals, or they would have been in the t- you mean semifinals. to tell me that Kawhi is not a LeBron James type of guy? <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna crack a lot of heads when I say this. When I when I say this, I'm gonna crack a lot of heads. Kawhi not in my top fifty. I'm sorry, he not in my Ooh. top fifty. That's, that's bro, that low on. management, bro. That <laughs> low management, bro. I can't get with it. And bro. I knew, I knew the low I management was gonna be it. the reason. I knew the uh, low management. Like, that's the only reason. And he just played a full season, which they already saying. Ty Lue already said we're gonna have to readdress that situation because it seemed like Ty Lue gonna tell Kawhi, "All right, you need to eat the play," which is I don't think it's smart because I don't believe Kawhi is. Cornering Kawhi is something you don't do because Kawhi is known for it. Uncle Dennis going to leave. Yeah, Uncle yeah, Dennis yeah. and Kawhi going to fit, and then Kawhi does not show up. Like, you don't you – don't. so, Ty Lue can't really be his natural coach that, like he could in Cleveland because Kawhi, he don't talk, but he'll he just throw a fit and Uncle Dennis and him out. They're going to be in Absolutely. Kawhi 1995 Tahoe, and they're going to be out. <laughs> Absolutely. Man, and listen, they're going to cut the cap. He got a new car. He don't. He's not still riding around that 95 Tahoe. Hey, apparently he decked it out. So, I mean, it's probably worth like $80,000 now. But can we can we talk about it? That doesn't make sense. Why would you deck out a 95 Tahoe <laughs> as opposed <laughs> I mean, to getting an $80,000 car? Think, 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 think about it, kid. You make it $35 million a year before endorsements. I mean, and you love, you, you, you're appreciative of the first car you bought yourself. I mean, what else you gonna spend your money on, Give Honestly, listen. All I'm saying is, all I'm saying is, this this doesn't make sense. This when he was 20 years old and he just got into the league with the Spurs. Sure, sure, I get it, I get it. But like now, come on, man. At least get yourself a Honda Accord. Come on, dog. <laughs> Come on, man. Get your, get yourself a, a super. He got other something. cars. He, he got other cars. He got other cars. That's what I'm saying. That's how I know that's cap. I know you're not sitting on the hundred M's and you just putting in thousands and thousands into a. No, 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 no. They they they've came out and said he got other cars. He got other cars for sure. They just saying like he still drives his. You know they that's that, that's they claim Kawhi's so humble he still drives his first car, like you know. That's that's kind of whack, but whatever. Anywho, um, yeah, yeah, okay. So, Steve so what's Marty Stoudemire? Oh, man, I, and I, I I talked to my boy Alex that was on the show last week about this the other day. Is this a circus going on in Brooklyn? Because, mm. sir, I mean, <laughs> if you if you, if, you, if you think about it, bro, if you think about it, if you think about it, man. Amari Stoudemire had a lot of attitude problems when he played in the league, correct? I mean, it, those were the reports. Those were the reports. Okay, and then he also, and, and I have nothing against it, but he, he wanted them like woke, quotation marks around the woke brothers, where he, he, he talks like, I, I, I don't know, I don't even know how to describe it without being offensive. He, he talks like <laughs> one of those guys, one of them Israelites. Have y'all ever met like an Israelite? Oh my lord! Oh my lord! He, he's the one of those type of brothers. Get, the yeah, he, 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 us about to paint. Lord Jesus! Listen, listen. He one of them type of brothers. He an Israelite where his way is the only way, and no other way makes sense. So you stupid for doing anything else. And and my thing is Kyrie's on that team, and Kyrie's kind of you know say off the wall stuff and believes kind of weird stuff. Amari and Kyrie, I, I just, I, I don't, I don't see this being a good pickup. 
Everything seems saying peachy right now, but the second one of them say something the other one don't like, uh, and then KD picks sides, it's going to be, man, in a couple years, bro, we about to see Steve Nash over there with a rebuilding team. Listen, listen, listen. All I'm going to say is this. It's a reason why Amari and Steve didn't stay together. It's a reason why. Like, mm, okay. If they were, if they okay. was really that good together, they would have never, they would have never separate them two. Because neither one of them left in free agency, I don't think. Uh, so, no. So let me yeah, so so let me just let me start here, okay? Steve Nash add the Mari Stoudemire. I love it. I love it. Hey, <laughs> hey, listen. When you know you finna steal, when you know when you finna steal some money, when you finna steal <laughs> from the program, you gotta get your homeboys in, and they gotta steal with you. True, he true, looked at, true. He looked at the check that the Nets gave him. He said, "Hey, Amari, I know you tired of playing in China, dog. Hey." Hey, Amari, man, they got everything you need over here, all right? They got everything you need over here, man. Come come on back. Come on back stateside. We're going to let you run up a check over here for not doing nothing. For not Listen, all we got to do is get a couple pics of you posting up Jared Allen, and we're going to tell everybody that you're instructing him on how to be a rim runner when, like, he's already that. Which Come I don't on, even man. think they're gonna have a lot of those young guys. Gives it looks like they're trying to get some veterans to that team. I think Jared Allen out of there, and I think Spencer Dinwiddie out of there. Both. Well, of them. I'm gonna tell you this. Well, I'm gonna tell you this. I'm gonna tell you this. One thing that comes with veterans is mileage. One thing that comes with mileage is injuries. You have Kyrie and KD already. Already, Kyrie is Mister Glass incarnate. He. In college, the boy couldn't stay healthy. He played like three games at Duke. In Cleveland, he couldn't stay healthy. Every time you looked up, he was hurt. In Boston, people barely remember he played in Boston because he was there for like three days and five of them he spent hurt. Yes, I know the day count doesn't make sense. Just go with me here. Like that's, like what What are we saying? <laughs> so then we add in KD coming off a of fresh Achilles. What veterans you going to add? Hopefully those veterans got wonderful injury histories or else your trainer's going to be looking at you like, I need to steal with Amari Stoudemire. I need to get do some stealing too. This is too much oh, work. Oh, man. That, that, that's like I found oil in my backyard and I ain't never got to pay for gas. I'm calling y'all too and say, hey, man, look, look. Exactly. Look, Bro, what? Look, <laughs> look, 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 look bring, bring the wagon over here. Put some barrels in your trunk. Bring Rob with the windows down and don't tell nobody. Just put this don't away. Say nothing. And then I'm gonna report it. And then I'm gonna report hey, it. Hey, it's it's like, bro, I'm telling you, I love to see it. I love to see somebody stealing via nepotism. Especially, <laughs> especially on a KD and Kyrie led team. Oh, it's gonna be fun to watch. Gonna be fun to watch them crash and burn, man. It's gonna be beautiful. But anywho, Ty Lu to the Clippers. <clears throat> I mean, I don't, I don't know, like what, like this is, this is like uh, when people say, when it, when a company says uh, under new management, and like you know the owner's still the same, all the same people work there, they just fired the general manager and put somebody else there. That's like <laughs> right. just the old general manager's best friend. Like what? He just bro, Tyloo just got a promotion. Let's let's be honest here. I don't I don't know why people are talking about this as if it's a new coach. Number one. Number two, if Ty Lue was a very quality coach, he would still be in Cleveland. They would not have replaced him with John Beeline. They would not have gotten rid of him, what was it, less than 30 games into the season? I mean, come on. You're talking about the Beeline that caught everybody thugs. (laughs) But he, he meant to say slugs. Apparently. And I'm going to tell you this. I give grace on first incidents. I give grace on sometimes second incidents if it's, but I'll give John Beeline some grace and say, hey, it was an accident. He meant to say slugs. However, in the world we live in today, you cannot be throwing around that thug word loosely when referencing young black men. So Beeline, we, we watching you, big dog. We watching you. Okay? I don't know, Gib. Beeline not a friend of the pod to me. Hey, like, all I know is you, would, you bet your, would you bet your bank account he don't got a Trump sign in front of his house? Would you bet? Oh, my God. Hey, listen. Hey, listen. First we of don't all, get in I, politics on this show, but... First, <laughs> of all, I'm a, I'm, first of all, I'm a sports journalist, so that, that, pot, that, that bank account ain't much. Let's just start there. But even with that meager amount, mm, 
I, you know what? I'd be willing to bet it. I, I'd be willing to bet that simply because John Beeline is probably going back to college. Like, he knows now. He can't play. The games that you play in college with college players, you cannot play that when forty the best 40% of roster makes exponentially more than you. You can't play that game with them. What do you What you look like and, telling somebody? That, he, he only got that job because... The owner, Dan Gilbert, he really wanted somebody out of college to build a big story behind Cleveland, you know, after LeBron. They wanted, he wanted like an Urban Meyer type of story where, like, you know, the coach. But here's the, here's the, the culture. thing. Here's the thing. And this is this is what I say about a lot of teams, but I'm, I'm going to say it again anyway. The Cleveland Cavaliers, the greatest thing that ever happened to them was <laughs> Gloria James being from Cleveland. <laughs> or living in Cleveland with LeBron. That's the greatest thing that ever happened to them. If Gloria lived in Detroit, if she lived in uh, Idaho, if she lived in Dallas, Texas, if she lived in St. Petersburg, Florida, it would be an entirely different story. Who knows if they get the number one pick? Because at that time, I'm not sure the NBA wasn't rigged. I'm not sure it wasn't. I'm sorry. I'm just going to say it. Not sure it wasn't rigged, and I'm not sure that they didn't say. Hey, it just was like all the stars kind of aligned. All the it, stars like, aligned. Literally everything that Cleveland needed to go their way went their way. They lost every it's, game they needed to lose, and then they mm-hmm. won the lottery. It just and then LeBron was coming off a of suspension and all that, the state championship, and it just seemed like everything just went too perfect to me. Exactly. Exactly. And that right there is why I say that's the greatest thing that ever happened. Because if the storyline wasn't that good, if he was from Orlando, if he was from Detroit, if he was from Detroit and Detroit gets that number one pick that year, boy, boy, ooh, <laughs> y'all hate me. Y'all hate Bro, me, Bro, we was still, we was still, because think about it. He, he wouldn't have left. He wouldn't have left. He wouldn't have left. he would have never left. He would have, and Joe Dumars would still have a job right now. Oh, for sure. For sure. Oh, for sure. God. For sure. Larry Brown would have never had to go to SMU, but that's another story for another time. So, Dan Gilbert is Dan Gilbert, and he could see that Tyloo wasn't a good coach. Like, that's, <laughs> like, you know, so there's that. Stan Van Gundy to the Pelicans. Like I said, the Pelicans' problem has never been coaching. Yes, Al Gentry did some very questionable and poor rotations in certain games. But at the end of the day, when you tie my hands for my best players, well, first of all, your first best player, Anthony Davis, wanted the hell out. Let's start there. Anthony Davis just flatly wanted the hell out. Like, that's, there's no way around that. And then you move on to Zion. He's great at putting the ball in the basket. He has done so at a prolific rate. He is not bad on defense. He is not as as bad as I thought he'd be on defense. He's not. And then you say, hey, uh, by the way, that guy can only play about 18 a game. Appreciate it. Excuse me? Do you know how deflating it was for that team to go out there and watch Zion go on like a 10-0 round by itself and then Alvin got to pull him? Yep. Come on, man. Come on, man. Like, what? So, you know, there's... There's that, but Stan Van Gundy, I feel like he'll he'll be good to, for helping them grow. I I agree with the analogy of a Mark Jackson and a Warriors type of uh, situation, and you know it's it's so much fun. It's so much fun, and and we just talked about betting my house or betting my bank account on something. Well, well, we gonna get to a bet that's in real life here, a bet that our good brother here, Chris Allen, has made the parlay that depends on the Seahawks. Beating the Cardinals. The NFL undefeated right now. The Titans lost to the Steelers by a field goal. So I'm sure that made Chris very happy. Was that part of your parlay as well, Chris? Oh, oh definitely. You know I took the Steelers. You know I hey, took the Steelers. I hey, was biting my I nails, know. though. I was hey, I, was tight. I know you was tight. I know you was tight. Hey, look, you know I wear my hair curly. I was picking my hair. I don't know oh, why. I was Lord. picking it. I oh, was picking Lord. it, dog. Bro finna go into work looking like, uh, what was old boy named in Soul Bounce? I mean, oh, Roll Bounce. Naps? Ooh, don't do me, kids. No, not Naps. <laughs> not Naps. The, the bad guy. The bad guy that was in the UPN show. Oh, sweet, Sweetness. Up. Sweetness. <laughs> Bro, for the going to work with like Sweetness. All because the game was close. No, no, no. But, but seriously, the Steelers are looking damn good. The Steelers are looking good. So Thank the, you. Hey, can you say that again for me, kids? I've been The Steelers are looking good. The Steelers are looking very Thank good. You. And I, I believe that the Steelers are going to expose something that I've – it's been a long-held belief of mine. Mike Tomlin is a better coach than John Harbaugh. However, Harbaugh has had better teams than Tomlin 
a lot of, a lot along the way. I think the teams are about even now, and you know both teams are about even because even though um, the Steelers undefeated, the Ravens are only a game back. The Ravens are only a game back. They only lost one game, and that was to the Chiefs. Right, so, right. But but you got to play us twice, though. You got to play. Oh, us twice. for sure, for sure. So we're gonna see who the better team is of the two. Like we're gonna get two full matchups of seeing this thing. And I'm gonna love to see Marvin. I mean Marlon Humphreys against Chase Claypool. Woo! I'm salivating for it. I'm sal- That's actually the Ravens' next game. I'm salivating. I'm yeah, sal- yeah. I, I need it. I need it. Hey, I one topic. It. One topic we ain't touched on, and I forgot to bring it up because I was listening to Guyton. Tom Brady's at Antonio Brown to his roster, by the way. Mm. But see, and that's that, and you know, I don't know how I forgot that, but that's another thing of why I say like, hey, Tom, what Tom Brady is doing is impressive, but also at a certain level, like when you have the weapons that he has around him, I mean, come on, man, come on, you, Godwin and Mike Evans, and you add Gronk and you add Lashawn McCoy, and like what? And then you respect those guys. You got to clear out the box. And then Ronald Jones has rushed for a hundred a few games straight. Like what? This this team, it and the defense. And I told everybody the defense was the better part of this team. The defense was the better part of this team, and they've looked like it so far this year. They've looked like it. And anytime when the offense don't put them in a bad position, they go out there and they play. They do their thing. So you know whatever. I'm, a, I'm like I said. I'm gonna let it go. I've given Tom Brady his credit. I want to talk about him no more. I want to talk about him. Antonio Brown going over there. Good for them. Good for Antonio. I'm just, I really, I'm hurt for Russell Wilson because all that campaign that he did for Antonio Brown, just for him to go to another team, he know he's going to have to answer for that in Bible study next week. They're going to be looking at him like, so Russ, you're advocating for this guy who put his hands on women, huh? Uh, but Jesus gave grace to us. Let he who is about sin uh, cast the first stone. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, bro. Russ make all the, all brothers like me look so bad, bro. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Oh, my Lord. Please. Put Carissa, please. We ain't gonna get into detail. We not, not gonna get into detail about it. We not gonna get... But I'm just gonna say that. Because you brought that point up. Russell, Russell, Russell just... He's, oh the, he's that dude, bro. He that dude, This man... Chris only read the Bible to get Jeff Van Gundy away from his team and to crack the parlay this weekend. <laughs> 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 oh my god! Hey, oh my god. hey I'm, I'm a Christian for sure, though, man. Hey, listen, I, I live hey, my life. Hey, listen, right. listen. Whatever, whatever deity people worship, that's between them and them, man. I don't, I don't judge. I don't discriminate. But anywho, do we think that the Seahawks stay undefeated tonight against the Cardinals? Yes, uh, yeah. they're already up seven zip. By the way, in the first three and a half minutes. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So That's not surprising. I, That's not. Yeah, I, like, I, I definitely, I've always said this. I've always said this. I've said this since the minute he got this job. And I'm I'm saying it again because they drafted not only one, but two of my favorite players now. Kyler Murray and Isaiah Simmons. And I have this much to say about them. Cliff Kingsbury is going to ruin both of their careers. People are going to look back at both of them and call them bust or say like, oh, well, Kyler Murray was decent until, you know, he was just all right. He had a couple good years after Kingsbury left. Cliff Kingsbury is a joke. He should have never got this head job as a coach. I mean, ne- never got this coach job as a head coach in the NFL. When you cannot win more than nine games with Patrick Mahomes and Baker Mayfield at Texas Tech, a Texas Tech team that you inherited from Mike Leach that was winning 11, 12, top five team, 10 every year. That's what they were doing. Was Mike Leach running it like a slave ship? Absol- okay, not a slave ship. Let me not be hyperbolic here. Come on, but he man. Was, Come on. He treated those players, <laughs> but he treated those players like trash. The reason that he got ran up out of Lubbock was because he locked a kid who had a concussion in some type of uh, some type of very small space that was like some type of extremely small locker or something like that. Like bullies do that in TV shows. That doesn't happen in real life. And this grown man took advantage of that, but still. Mike Leach is a horrible human being. Actually, let me not say he's a horrible. Yep, he's a horrible human being. Let me not. Let me not. Whatever. He's a horrible human being. But he was winning at Texas Tech. Cliff, Berry, Cliff Kingsbury took over. All of a sudden, they couldn't get over nine, eight games. And, uh, you know, that's that's just out of that. So, we know we know that y'all have had enough of us talking about Chris's betting habits. 
and why hey, you probably, hey, I make, we, I make we know, smart bets, and hey, I don't listen, bad. Listen, y'all, we know that y'all have had enough about hearing about both of the Van Gundys and coaching. Hey, and y'all don't have enough. One only has a job. And y'all done had enough about hearing about double errors in the World Series. But come on back next week and the week after that and the week after that. We're going to be back here. Peace and love, y'all. You had enough.